Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Ryan. And this is a podcast about movies, about TV shows, about video games. About your love for Pete Davidson. I fucking, Go ahead and tell him. I fucking hate Pete Davidson. We were going through our news so, <laughs> and we saw that there's a movie with Judd Apatow. Is that what his name? Apatow? Judd Apatow. He's done all the, all the movies you've heard virgin, of. 40-year-old virgin. Knocked up. Zach and, and Miri. Miriam. Miria. Yeah, Zach and Miriam make a pornography. That a famous, porno. that famous movie that we all remember. You've seen things he's been a part of. Yeah. Well, he's got this new movie with Pete Davidson, and Jake says, "I hate Pete Davidson." <laughs> and I just, just what's got gotcha, you? What's got gotcha, you, glum chum? I just don't like him. I don't like how he's he's just one of these really these people these that are just really attention attention whores basically you think he's an attention whore yes and he, he what makes you think that the fact he had that like twitter meltdown where he's like oh i'm mentally unwell i'm gonna kill myself he's like ah just kidding i'm fine again guys now i'm gonna do a song with machine gun kelly uh yeah. me and ariana grande broke up but yeah. you know what and then he's dating uh what's her face? Um uh, Kate Beckinsale there for a little who bit. Cares? Who's just banging young dude? She's dating that Goody Grace guy. When I was a kid, <laughs> I remember watching her on Carson Daly live, like there was some TV show, and I had a huge crush on her. I was like 16, 13, 16, somewhere in there. Like, man, I and can't wait to like, be Pete Davidson's age. <laughs> who was age younger she than me? <laughs> and she was like, Yeah, I don't like young boys. And it because there was apparently some kid at a pool or something looking at her bum going underwater. And I was like, Oh yeah. And then she said she didn't like the younger guys. And then I was like, Okay, well, this will never work out between us. It was obviously. it was doomed from the start. Me it and was. Kate back and said we'll never make it. And now she's dating younger than me, guys. She's dating somebody that's like twenty three. Something that's I'm truly thirty two, man. He's not even funny. He's good. I reckon grace. we're funnier than Pete Davidson. Well, she dated him. Fuck that motherfucker. And probably saw his penis. <laughs> but I'm just I'm so confuzzled. What do you Hurt think? My feelings. How big do you think Pete Davidson's dick is? Um. Probably about the size of my dick. Fair enough. Pretty small. It's pretty big. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, depending on what you, what your prescription of your glasses are. Yeah. I am. These glasses I'm wearing, not prescription actually. Are they not? They're are blue. they just for looks? They're the blue blocker glasses. Oh. So. I'm wearing my hater blockers. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Like Everyone will remember that reference from the early 2000s. Yeah, let's fly. Yeah. Then now these are, they're not prescription no, just to be clear, I am blind as a bat. I wear contacts, but I'm also wearing glasses on top of that because these are the ones that are supposed racks on to racks on racks. Supposed to block the blue light from screens and supposed to which can cause all sorts of harmful things no from motherfucking blue light from either computer man. Yeah, either giving you um, headaches, uh, that kind of thing, disrupting your circadian rhythm, that kind of thing. What your circadian rhythm? What yeah. the fuck's that? 
Uh, that's your day and night cycle. So apparently blue light can be disruptive oh. to that. So if you stare at a phone all night, it can actually make you make it harder to fall asleep. And all those like video games, they say it makes you like very uh, mentally awake. Uh, just something like that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's anything. And it will cause you to kill people. To, mm, yeah, Everybody that, knows. That's it. The, pres- the president said that. So it's, yeah, that's it's true. We accept as fact. It's now. true. Uh, but Wolf man, bear pig. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> He's a wolf now. Man, bear, pig. And a wolf. Wolf, man, bear, pig. Yeah. From, I remember that was a good South Park episode, though. Yeah. So it was Christmas that, Critters. That really was one of the one of the classics. Which is on Hulu, which will be the next thing I watch after I finish what I'm watching. What are you watching right now? Oh, the huge. What's, what's your... Jersey what's, Shore. That's what me and my lady watch. You've been tearing I, through that, though. Oh, been recent, tearing that recently. up, boy. Um, getting close to the end of that Seinfeld, Jerry Stiller had just recently passed away, which is also part of our news. Ben Stiller's dad, George Costanza's father, Frank Costanza recently passed away. So RIP rest in peace dog. Yeah. Um, not surprised. He was a very old man. He was in his nineties. So yeah, sad and not coronavirus related. So natural causes, bitch. Yeah. Suck it. COVID-19. You can't have, we him. got, we got you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been watching that. Uh, I've been dabbling in Married with Children with okay. Al Bundy because I remember that was one of my grandpa's favorites. Mm-hmm. He would always crack up, and I just want to know what was so funny about the show. I'm like a couple is episodes your, into the is your grandpa season. still alive. No, he's dead, Jake. Oh. He died on my birthday in oh. 2006. I was Thanks just for bringing that up. I would, I didn't mean to br- you know, dredge up. It up. I didn't mean to dredge up old memories. No? I was just wondering okay. what yeah. his age. That's why my birthday sucks. You know, <laughs> that my kid sister on my twenty first. Ber- no, it was my eighteenth birthday. He died, and on my twenty first birthday, my sister had kidney stones, and she was in the hospital. We did not celebrate either of my birthdays. That's why I hate birthdays, Jake. The more you know. So your grandpa really liked Married with Children. He really did, and yeah. he would laugh about it. <laughs> and I just remember the. The vein in his head protruding, and I was like, "I want to be on that level." Nothing like a protruding vein to to tickle your comic delights. There. Yes. Well, uh, you do you know what year your grandpa was born? What year he was born? Yeah, I do not. It was a, uh, I think I'm just it was during like the 30s. I'm just wondering what age bracket he was in that married with children tickled him so much because a lot of people. My grandpa born, was a little bit of a perv. This is the oh, last fa- week we oh, talked about the guy, enough. the yanking of the pud. Oh, Yankin, uh, we did. Yes, yes, I, well, that was my uh, grandpa. Several, several weeks ago. It doesn't matter. I remember. Who knows? I remember making that reference and we both made a face, but we we kept on rolling like usual. But yeah, I remember He was that. a truck driver too, so I'm okay. sure he heard some crazy shit in his time. Friends of the Road. Rest in tra- For Trailer Park Boys. I remember Friends of the Road was a big thing for truckers and also piss jugs, which was one I didn't quite understand. <laughs> piss because, jugs? Yeah, because he would have milk jugs that he would piss in. Oh, yeah, there was piss jugs yeah. all over. It <laughs> yeah. was his dad, wasn't it? His dad had <laughs> yeah. all the piss jugs. Yep, exactly. What are you it was doing Rick, all Ricky's these piss dad. jugs? <laughs> you know, I've and only was, watched a couple of And he would do it even when he was at home. He would just have like... Piss jugs yeah, all over. Yeah, exactly. Place. Like the... I don't think they had gallon ones, but it would be like liter bottles full of <laughs> that were originally milk jugs that were just full of pee instead. And he'd What's be like, <laughs> why? I, I don't really I don't completely comprehend <laughs> why. I think it was just his lifestyle choice. Be like, he definitely could have definitely. Have you it. ever peed in a jug? Uh, No, I don't think I have. Maybe a bottle. You peed once, in a bottle before? Maybe once or twice when I was really desperate on a road trip, but I think that was... I've never was, been that desperate. You pull over, I'm running into the woods, Yeah, I my think friend. I was, like, really, really young, but as an adult, definitely not. I think I'd rather just, like, piss my pants. Be like, what? 
you know what? I don't even care anymore. I <laughs> I feel like once you're once you're at that stage and you can admit that, then you you're un, you can conquer anything at that point. And be like, yeah, I pissed my pants. What are you going to do about it? If I can does be, it, does it even fucking matter? <laughs> completely honest. Oh, the no. older you get, the easier you the find easy. yourself in that situation. <laughs> I went to work the other day and I oh. went and urinated in the toilet and I thought I was done. I, you know, threw my dick back in my pants or so whatever. Here's, here's the problem. It's that recoil. That it is the recoil, you. man. Exactly. You're yeah. ready to stuff it away. And all of a sudden, anything that's built up in there, as soon as you practically made its way down to my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i was just like how am i gonna play this off I'm like you only have 20 minutes of work continue so that's so, i've dabbed myself up a little bit you dab it up got in there got out of there i went home did that last spring i remember i was wearing khakis i had i had khakis on and i got a little bit of recoil action there and i was like well, how has this happened well because this is what my strategy this was. never happened to me when i was in my 20s uh, it's, it has happened to me sometimes. I think it was, it, for me, it was, it wasn't a late afternoon thing. It was always one of those things that was more likely to strike you in the morning when you're really less alert and less apt. At least that's the way I feel most mornings where I'm kind of a little bit hazy the first couple hours in the morning. So it was like the first, like first or second pee of the day. So you're just like, all right, I'm just settling in here. I think I'm done. Uh, I'm just sitting to pee you, from now on. That's the only safe I way to do it. I think that might be a more viable you solution. You piss with a boner. <laughs> it's all going to go in there. Yeah, you might as well. But yeah, I think no I, recoil. I think I did the same sort of thing where I, no I dueling think dragons. what I decided to do was I made it look like the sink exploded on me. So I just made sure to wet the rest of my pants so nobody could tell what was peeing oh, and what wasn't. The old Billy Madison bold, trick. Bold strategy. Peeing your pants is cool. Exactly. People knew what you were up to, you <laughs> liar. Exactly. There was no fewer than 10 people that walked in there while I was splashing water on my on myself. Not not one of them would make eye contact with me afterwards. And apparently you are nervous about making contact with people in any sort of fashion in the bathroom. So here's the problem that I had with people that I worked with in my office before this global pandemic started was I a lot of people didn't wash their hands after they used the bathroom. Which right. We talked about that guy that pooped and he just walked straight out. Straight out the door. Yeah. Straight out the door and probably ago. touched everything in the kitchen at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I'm uh, go out of my way to avoid, you know, physical and emotional contact with most human beings. I'm glad and, to be right there and they're and, nestled. <laughs> and yeah, it was just always a difficult thing for me to do. And I, I've never understood the people that like to pal around in the bathroom and have and share like lots of or any sort of conversation. When I'm standing there at a urinal with my penis a plum or float. I don't a know. Plum. I don't know what the word a for plum. it is. Prominently displayed. <laughs> My penis is a plum. Prominently displayed, <laughs> ten feet away from the urinal, and I ten was, feet away from the urinal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one. You got a I'm wicked one, stream there, my friend. I'm not, I'm not one that's ready for conversation at this point. And I'm talking, it seems that way too many people are, and I, I'm not. I, I don't like that. I'm I don't talk to anybody it. when I go in there. But if I'm drunk, I will. Uh, if somebody says, yo, what's up, dude? I will literally have a conversation with that person. I'm even less likely to do that. I feel like the times that I've been really fucked up and I'm in public, which really aren't that many, honestly. But I think that I I get the more like inebriated I get, the less social I get, because I know that my ability to um, 
communicate definitely goes down. In my Dude, I've seen you f- balls out, man. Not like physical or literal, but like you pulled down my pants and you giggled like a schoolgirl. I fell on the floor. I you fell on across, the floor. I rolled across Cody's basement because I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. My ass cheeks. And you came to my house and made eggs. You made prison ramen noodles at my I house. I did. I made prison pizza. <laughs> you made it straight in the toilet. I was like, Jake, we have a stove. And you're like, no, I need to make it here. Prison in the rules, <laughs> dog. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make it in this toilet. <laughs> Just to be clear, neither one of us have ever been arrested. You got any mayonnaise? <laughs> we know people. We know people. <laughs> We've come back from the pen. <laughs> Um, Jake, I feel like I've hit a fucking wall with a pandemic. You did. Uh, the other day, You're I will be honest, I am depressed. severely depressed. I didn't want to do anything and I hated myself. I went to the store. I bought wine and chocolate. I had like a, uh, what on, I would call a girl moment. You were on your period. <laughs> I, I went and got some Magnum ice cream bars. Magnum and, ice cream bars. And Primal <laughs> Roots red wine and i went home and listened to reggae ska and calypso music you know <laughs> outside and just drank wine after eating my magnum bar after eating your feelings i <laughs> dude i totally did but it was so damn good those magnum bars are so good i've never it's been the an emotional ones. eater i think when i'm genuinely upset i avoid food because i am just not hungry at all i'm a I fat th- fucker now dude <laughs> <laughs> did what you I do. Fe- did you feel any better after doing that, or did you feel even? More I came defeated? to after a while. The next day was a too. lot better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if the wine or after, the Magnum bar, or the cigarette after, that I had, or the after music. my second bottle of wine and my 18th Magnum bar, I, I was like, really "What am I doing?" I'm getting bored with drinking. I'm I like, looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, "What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you?" No, I just. I, it's not fun anymore, but I still find myself doing it. Here we are drinking, and I just can't do it anymore. I'm becoming severely depressed with all this. Well, at least you've at least you haven't gotten frustrated to the point where you've fractured your <laughs> your heel bone. <laughs> True, but at some point you're just like this is like being younger where you can't go anywhere, and just this boring weekends where you're just like lost and you're like depressed you're like oh it's i wish i could go outside but i can't go anywhere i don't know i feel like i'm thriving are you i feel like i'm thriving now that i can walk again i feel like i'm fine. you're free to see the world like those ladies <laughs> and like those hover rounds yeah i feel like i'm thriving like i i'm well enough now that i can walk on both of my feet and it's not painful and i've started cycling again and that's been a been a pretty big deal in my life i don't know pick up a new hobby think about it I think going outside for me, cycling was is always been one of those things that kind of switched to hard drugs. Kind of help, yeah. So you know, do some crack, <laughs> do, some, do some cycling or some crack, or or something in between. But yeah, for I need me, to find friends who are down with that. I need to find a group. Maybe maybe if anybody out there is the looking to smoke some crack sometime, just and go ride hit your boy up. Let's get it get 15, it on bang a gong. Did fifteen miles last Sunday and did it felt, felt wonderful. Felt wonderful, it, and I love this area around Jamestown as far as a place to go cycling in roads the Greensboro, North Carolina roads area. Roads are great, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm thriving. I feel like we've had some recently good games released. I feel like 
we got some good games on the horizon. Good games on the horizon, which are apparently going to come out, I think. Maybe, except for that one game that you were looking so forward to this next couple of weeks. And they were like, nah, fuck you. Uh, I can't remember which one that was. That was, was Star Racer. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that was more of a nostalgia thing. Well, it, fuck I, you. Your it, memories are dead. It wasn't because it was a genuinely good game. It would be like, oh, this will be this will be fun for a little while. But I hope it'll be hope it'll be pretty cheap. Um, I also want to throw out there that on Saturday, me and my wife, I, I like to listen to a lot of music and I have favorite genres. But once I get bored of my genres, I'm like, what can I listen to that's different? Uh, Prince is somebody I have on my radar to listen to because I never listened to him before. All right. But we listen to trap music. And let with me tell you, <laughs> with my cats and my dogs and my wife, uh, there's an hour of power out there. It's called Trap Queen or something like that. Um, basically, there's a song for 60 seconds. You take a shot during that time and of beer and then you and the next song starts and you take a drink on that so you drink like 60 times you go through beer so quickly very good yes and i rekindled my love for two chains you're back man i wish, I wish <laughs> i'm I, back i wish yeah. i had the love for two chains in the beginning i couldn't even think of a topical reference to to riff off of that so i'm rich my apologies where the fuck you been i'm making money i make money moves Jake, let's get to that news, baby. Yeah, let's get to that news. Man. Honestly, you you found this incredible. Honestly, it was incredible that Nintendo sold 13.4 million copies of Animal Crossings in six weeks. Holy fuck, that is a lot. <laughs> of people doing nothing. I don't get it. Oh, Not my man. thing, but I don't get it. <laughs> that is honestly, genuinely pretty, pretty incredible. It's currently ranked seventh of nintendo's list of all-time top-selling switch games good god it's crazy that's just 17th seventh oh seventh oh yeah that list only tallies sales through the end of the last fiscal year which what do you think number one is uh probably breath of the wild but i'm reading the article now (laughs) well good job jake can read um, as we know, uh, no, that sorry, I'm Mario challenged. Kart, Mario Kart eight was actually, the Oh, for some reason I thought yeah. it was Mario Kart yeah. because I fucking love Mario Kart. It That's a Mario game Kart. I can get down with 25, baby. 25 million copies. So right now it's sitting behind Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee, which are technically the same game somehow. So interesting. Uh, your Pete Davidson movie that we're going to skip that's coming out. Yeah, because on June fuck, 12th. Fuck that guy. Seriously, fuck him and everything he's about. <laughs> Every Xbox Series X game announced by Microsoft today. You posted that, did you not? I did. What What were those games? Because uh, you're reading the article. So Assassin's- Jacob Lewis plays Xbox, Assassin's- and you know this. Don't you let him down. Assassin's Creed Valhalla was one of the ones which seems interesting even though that's going to be a cross-generational thing it's going to be on ps ps5 and xbox the series sex or whatever it's called did i just did i mispronounce that or did i not who knows doesn't matter keep on going anyways that's going to be a viking thing sitting in scandinavia uh i've never played any of these assassin's creed games but you know what this one actually looked like genuinely interesting i I hear the black flag one's really good i know that the yeah there was that i think it was that same one where they were like the recreation of the notre dame cathedral was so accurate that Mm. they were referring to that to help them rebuild it did you ever see the movie no i heard it it was bad i heard it was bad too but i was always i really liked michael fassbender didn't he do the prince of persia one too 
Uh, no, that was Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, fuck. That's right. I'm sure that was much a much better one. Yeah, okay, my dude. <laughs> uh, uh, Bright uh, Memory Infinite, which is an updated version of Bright Memory, uh, which was a, a PC game, uh, which mixed gunplay with ninja uh, Devil May Cry style action. So, I don't know. It looked, Multiple looked okay. ways to beat ass. Call of the Sea was a first-person puzzle game, and it looked you know okay. Chorus was another one that was a single-player space combat game. Uh, and it would start a space pirate named Nara and her sentient ship named the Forsaken. So, you know, kind of cool stuff, but, you know, I, Yakuza I don't know. didn't look for me. Madden NFL 21, which, you know, big fucking surprise there. There was a, another game called Dirt 5, which was from Codemasters, which does the F1 game and other um, uh, other sports consoles and stuff. So. You'll be able to choose between playing in 60 FPS and 4K or 120 FPS at a lower resolution. If there's no NFL this year, I'm going to play this game. The Madden game. The Madden one. That'll be a weird time capsule if that season is canceled, but they've already made the game. It's not going to be canceled. They talked to Joe Buck, apparently, and he said they're ready to pump pump in crowd noise great that'll look so it's gonna be so just like your microsoft powerpoint when you our put team's applause. gonna suck anyway so what <laughs> difference is it our division's hard as fuck uh scarlet Go ne- panthers scarlet nexus uh didn't seem any kind of interesting to me honestly scorn another one that which was seemed like a, a weird horror game which i wasn't super super into why are you angry at whores at horrors horrors uh, multiple whores yeah yeah a brothel's <laughs> worth of whores your dick jake be I equal opportunity didn't. person yeah it didn't it didn't seem super interesting second extinction uh the ascent the medium and vampire masquerades bloodlines 2 and then yakuza like a dragon so some franchises we've heard of some we some which are uh more some gangs we long to join stab at i don't know I'm not going to get one of these. I think I'm going to hold out for a PS5, but I'm going to wait until there's actually something I can play on it. Well, how about when the bugs are done? You know what I know they're going to do? This is what they're going to do. They're going to be like, Ryan, guess what we got? We got Jack and Dexter over here. We got Sly Cooper. Hey, we're going to get Ratchet and Clank. We're going to sell you the same game for $20 more when the PS5 comes out. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to wink at me. And that, I mean, if you have Jack and Dexter, you might as well just, I'm fit to be tied at that point. Come on. You got me. I am genuinely excited for it. Like I've I've talked about it before, but I've ever since I got a 4K TV, I'm chomping at the bit to get a PS4 Pro. And then I was like, well, maybe I should just I'd maybe wait, I should just wait for a PS5. But since it's backwards compatible, but I don't know. I I think that both Sony and Microsoft, especially this time around, it seems like there's a lot less hype, and maybe some of that is because of the way they're approaching it. But I think a lot of it is because of just the state of the world right now. And it seems like they're kind of tentative about showing us a whole lot of details. I mean, Microsoft came like blaring at the gates last year at the game awards. We're like, Hey, Xbox series X, it's a big fucking rectangle. Here's the, here's the shape. Here's the console. Here's the controller. Here's what it's called. We came up with another dumb fucking name, but you know what? It's an Xbox, so you knew we were going to do it. Why would they what? call it a fucking 720? <laughs> I had a bet with somebody that the, after the 360, it was going to be 720, and they were like, Why oh, did they it's going to be a the one. Third Xbox, the Xbox One. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Because None of those naming conventions dumb. named any 
were made any sense after that. Give me the fucking 720 bitches. I don't know. I think part of that was they were like, we could have just called it the Xbox two, but then it would have been going up against the PlayStation three. And we didn't want to seem like it was a lesser thing. So instead we decided to throw all logic. Won't you call it like the 1000 (laughs) or like the, the 3000. I, that would have, something like that would have made more sense, but I, it's or, too late I at mean, this point. We're even just throwing out random numbers. This PlayStation 4, what would you call it? Xbox 5. The X5. Yeah, exactly. You already don't care about the, the name or the sequential order of numbers at this point. So we were making well, circles. Oh, PlayStation 4. We did the Xbox 5. Now we ain't making so, shit. So you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Sony. We, out, we outsmarted you once again. That's just like us when we're like, oh, you, I don't know if you heard me. I don't know if you heard me, but I just did over well over a thousand. So I don't know if you heard me counting, but. Yeah, I can't do anything over a thousand except maybe sit on my fat ass for a thousand seconds. Uh, The Mandalorian, they have cast Boba Fett. So get excited. He's definitely going to be in that storyline. That dumb character who just like dies randomly or just does dumb shit. (laughs) Um, Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy. They were talking about Tamura Morrison coming back, which was I thought was pretty cool. I don't know who that is. Tamara I, Morrison was the guy who was Django Fett in Attack of the Clones and was also the voice of all the clones in those movies. Oh, and hence why he can come back and be that character because yeah, apparently he, he was an Aquaman too. He was an Aquaman was at he? the same time. Oh, was he the dad? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now that makes <laughs> Aquaman's sense. Dead. Uh, but yeah, I'm no, he's, his picture. he's uh, apparently interested in coming back, but Part of me is curious because in Attack of the Clones, we learned that Boba Fett is Jango Fett's clone, but he's like an unaltered one. So it's I'm interested to see what they do with that. If they're if this is when they're going to be like, hey, that Sarlacc pit got out of it. Here's me with the helmet off. And I am an old man now. Based on when this is said in the Star Wars timeline, it's like three to five years after Return of the Jedi. And Boba let me Fett. just tell you, Mandalorian's great. I enjoyed it. My wife enjoyed it. We're not big Star Wars buffs, and whatever they do here, I think we'll they'll be, be fine. Okay. <laughs> You'll be fine with. I really thoroughly enjoyed this. I think this is way better than the last trilogy. Uh, yeah, I th- I think so too, and I think that the fan servicey stuff where they're like, "Hey, here's an episode we're on Tatooine with Amy Sedaris." Even the fact that they did that and there was like, hey, here's a guy who's sitting in Han Solo's spot in the cantina. They were smart enough that they waited until like episode six to do that. They weren't like, hey, here's the first episode. Here's a lightsaber. Here's Tatooine. Here's Moss Eisley Cantina. I will go back and watch Mandalorian over again. I would definitely I, do that. I I haven't, but I, I definitely wouldn't. And I think that if they want to bring Boba Fett in, I think a lot of people are rolling their eyes like, oh, great. Like, here, here comes the... Uh, now we got to cram everything Star Wars into season two because they had a had a please good don't one. take your time take your we time we still have Baby Yoda spread we it allow. out and it'll be it'll be okay if they want to bring Boba Fett in if uh, even in like Legends comics and stuff he survived the Sarlacc pit so it'll be fine and if they bring Tamura Morrison back that's kind of cool I kind of hope that if they do something where they're like. Hey, here I am, the legendary bounty hunter who was in Star Wars for all of like six minutes across three movies. <laughs> here I am with my helmet off. I hope they do something to kind of address the fact that 
he is like a 60 year old man now what if he doesn't take the helmet off then it's fine then you don't know <laughs> then it could be anybody in the suit and it could just be his voice and it doesn't it doesn't matter well it just it's says just that of, he he's cast his boba fett yeah. but they didn't say if he's, he's the guy in the suit way. or he's just doing the voice or whatever but if they do it i think they'll do it in a tasteful way and it's not going to be it'll be it'll be okay and I think it'll be fine. And I don't think it's going to be a whole episode where it's, hey, here's Mandalorian hanging out with Boba Fett. And he's like, oh, my God, this is what I would have done in this situation. I would have shot a laser Luke Skywalker, then I fell on my face. <laughs> and died been eaten. He's a bad bounty hunter. He's not good at his job. Speaking of <laughs> uh, of the uh, Mandalorian, Robert Rodriguez confirms he's directing Epps of the Mandalorian season two, which um, was split up between John Favreau and who was the other person directing it? Uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni also helped with, he helped was a co-writer and directed some of the episodes. Taika Waititi, your favorite name to pronounce also directed a couple episodes as well. Who did the one with, were there on the ship with Bill Burr? That was I my favorite episode. I don't know specifically who that was, but that was my favorite episode. That was that was one of my favorites as well. But yeah, uh, Robert Rodriguez, happy to have him. Anytime you have like big name directors that want to work on that show, I'm I'm for. And it seems like they really, I don't know that the tone that they've set on that show is just it's fun good. yet serious. It, yeah, it's it's good and it's just balanced enough that it seems like they had a just even talking about it makes me want to go back and watch it. Yeah, it's I did have a great time good. watching it. <laughs> I I did really enjoy that because I know that when we first talked about it, we talked about it for like a year before it came out and you're like, oh, I guess I'll watch it. It didn't really you know? interest me because I was like, oh, great. Some and, Star and Wars I, shit. I was I was like, oh, it's Star Wars. So I'm definitely going to watch it. But honestly, the first time I sat down for an episode, I had I didn't was like I didn't have much expectation. I was like, well, it's Star Wars. I'm going to try and enjoy it. And we'll just see what happens. And I was like, this is actually pretty good. So it would be really good. I would advise anybody to watch the first season of Mandalorian. After that, I don't know because we haven't made it that far. I don't know how you could get past Baby Yoda and not be having a great fucking time after that. <laughs> oh, everything, Baby Yoda. Um, let me ask you, Jake. So you went to film school. Uh, the did. Russo <laughs> brothers are inviting fans to participate in a weekly QA about movies that influence them in a series called Pizza Film School. Um I, would you be interested in something like that? Would you attend this school? I think it'd be interesting to see what is their, what are their influences? I know that for me, when I was in film school, which man, I have surely have fallen far from that. But one of, one of my favorite things about, and this is going to be kind of boring, so I'll keep it short. But one of my favorite things about that was just <laughs> what, what? <laughs> <laughs> the exposure to, um, different sorts of uh, cult cultures in different countries approaches to filmmaking. Um, I did a classical French cinema, classical Japanese cinema, and it was, it was a lot of fun and really eye opening to see just how um, different, different countries approach movies and different cultures approach that. So uh, honestly, I think that taking uh, Japanese cinema, I did a classical and contemporary course in that. It was really easy to see how things like anime could become popular just based on, things I saw in those in those movies and the way that that culture kind of approached film and the way that they had a, a genuine kind of disregard for a, a representation of reality like everything was 
a hyper dramatized kind of version of reality. And they were from a very early t- point, they were interested in telling kind of stories out of order. So it, it makes sense that Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. That that's like a Quentin Tarantino. There's like a cultural thing in, in, in that as far as things that are over dramatized, but yeah. I, I, anytime a filmmaker is like, Hey, we made this big, big budget film. We worked on a huge Marvel franchise, but here are those, here are the little things that we're interested in. And I think that there's some good recommendations you can kind of get from that. So, you know, why not, <laughs> why not see what they're, what they're into and what, what they want to talk about. So, yeah, I think there would be some good insight there, especially um, since they've had one of the more popular movies of recent time. For sure. They did the um, Avengers, one of the, or the biggest earning movie of all time at the box office. So, but if I'm being honest, let's face it. Currently we're in a trend right now Uh, where he's not being released. No, well that, but of like superhero (laughs) movies where, I mean, I don't know how long this can go. And even if it can continue to go, will it still be in the forefront as it is now? Yes. So once it comes, they have the limelight right now. Um, so it will be interesting to see, but at the same time, will it carry any value maybe for people who are trying to do the next thing? Uh, potentially. I think that there's always something that when you watch something, you can glean something from it. So you're even if you're watching something that was inspired by something, if you're passing that on, it's the same as music. We kind of talked about this before. It's wherever you're taking your inspiration from. I think there's always some value in that there's always kind of like a limited sort of, I feel like well of creative ideas that you're drawing from. Like how many, how many original ideas are you honestly coming up with per day? Not that many, not that many in a month or a year. If you listen to the radio, you've seen movies in the last, you know, you've seen movies. You how know many how these things genuine work? original ideas do you think you've been exposed to? There's well, probably that's why we're some- all doing uh, a bunch of remakes. Yeah, people need to go out there and just do LSD and then come up with something good. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's what all the good ones used to do. That's what they did in Bandersnatch, and man, weren't that wasn't that a good conclusion to that branching timeline story? Yeah, it's where getting, he's like, "I'm going to jump off, or you're going to jump off." And then you said it looked like he fell, looked like spaghetti. You said the man looked like collapsed like a big sack of potatoes. That was was one of our first ones. And I remember I played Vandersnatch quite a few times just to try to get a different ending. I kind of wish they did more stuff like that. I especially during right now. So people could have multiple endings. That would be great right now. I don't think it was particularly great, but the idea of it was fun that they were incorporating in that in that medium. So, (laughs) yeah, agreed. I I liked it. (laughs) I didn't think it was bad at all. Honestly, Grandpa Tongue freaked me out, though. The old guy with the like, oh, on, yeah, dude. Papa tongue, yeah, dude. Like, come on, clean your tongue off clean before you, they do a zoom up on it because tongue scrapes. Your breath look like your tongue look like your breath smell like ass. I'm gonna do some acid, but guess what? Here's a big old close up of my crusty ass tongue, yeah, dog man. Like, <laughs> brush your motherfucking tongue. Um, so we have some movies that got pushed back. Uh, John Wick 4, <laughs> Who uh, thought May 21st, 2021. Nah, May 27th, 2022. Oh, year. Full year. <laughs> Just uh, to be safe. Uh, what if they're going to change it back? <laughs> I've never seen the Ryan Reynolds movie, The Hitman's Bodyguard, but there's The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is a sequel. Um, it's been pushed back to August 20, 2021. I don't know what it was originally uh, slated for. Um, okay. Several movies will not be moved. 
However, like the Nicolas Cage feature, the unbearable weight of massive talent, which remains set at March 19th, 2021. That's all I need to know. Nicolas Cage is the greatest actor ever. (laughs) That's all I need to know. I see Nicolas Cage and I was like, yeah. No rebuttal. He's the man. Um, they say the new Batman movie is going to be darker than the previous films. Said Andy Circus. Yeah. And then he said, my precious afterwards. Is that? Yeah, it was very strange about him. Yeah, he's very strange. About he him. was really weird in the Black Panther. I didn't, I recognize his face, but his body was not like his body. Also, I just realized this after watching The Prestige. That's Andy Serkis that was his uh, yeah. Tesla's assistant. He was David Bowie's assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I was he, like, holy shit, that was Andy Serkis, wasn't it? Yeah. There was also <laughs> Gil Chesterton from Frasia, who was the guy at the end whenever they're trying to set up the, the oh, last yeah. show. He was like, Edison's men were here, but I didn't tell them about the box. David Bowie. Um, Ryan Murphy announces. I don't even know who fuck Ryan Murphy is. American, American Horror, Horror Story, Story and they're going to do spin off. Why are they great? Okay, here I don't watch thing. this shit. I'm Sorry, not excited about it. Go ahead and get him, Jake. Get him, Jake. No, American Horror Story is different every season. So how are you spinning off from that when every series is a spin off from the original? Maybe they're going to do something that's consistent all the way through. <laughs> what a what a crazy idea for a TV show. That would show. be nuts, man. Who would watch that. <laughs> Who's done that before? Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 are getting remastered. And let me tell you, my dick could be harder for no other story this week. <laughs> that's the only part of me that would get hard at being excited. You know what? So that's why I share that. I I got a chubby for this, my friend. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna level with you, man. Don't you level? Get off that level. I get on my level. Played Pro Skater Two for maybe like ten or fifteen minutes on an emulator a couple years ago because I didn't play it when it came around the first. Jacob, time. Jacob, and Jacob, Jacob. <laughs> I would be honestly so excited to genuinely experience this for the first time kind of the way i was with the final fantasy 7 remake and that i'm a huge poser and i just want to pretend like i had this shared memory from a childhood that i'm experiencing again you didn't have but that childhood really for the first time if they i know that one of the huge things about this game that people are nostalgic for is the soundtrack and that and that the way that the first several games were so emblematic. Exactly. They were so emblematic of their time in this, the soundtrack. And if they can get the rights for those songs, they, what do you think this would do for the music? Cause I feel like back in the day, I did a huge surgeons. I think you'd see blank one eighty two and blank one eighty two. Yeah. <laughs> to be firing off all sorts of blanks, 182 times. That fire blanks all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe my band would take off and then we'd be on it tour. Would, I'd still do the show, but obviously, but obviously remotely. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. If, if they can get the rights to some of these songs again, or oh, they're all gonna, of they've these gotten, songs, they've, they've already they, listed some of them, like Power Man Five Thousand. They need to uh, Superman by uh, um, um, uh, John Feldman. What's his man's name? Goldfinger. If they, if Rage they, Against the Machine. If they get the rights back, that's really one of the biggest things, and I think that. that well, why the, stop at one and two? Give us all the games. <laughs> I. 
I think that there is sort of a limited pool that they're pulling from. And I think that to, to break it up and to be like, we're going to do the first two games is sort of a combined remaster. I feel like three and four has got to be next. I really we'll wanted see. to play American I like Wasteland the fact again. that they announced it and it's going to be out in September. I you love can play when the games, first level right now. I love when games do that. You can play the first level. If you download it, let's do it. You can get the if demo. There's, if there's a demo, we should do it. Oh, you got to pre-order it, baby. Well, shit. I can tell you, I'll, I'll do the research. I'm love, definitely pre-ordering right, we'll this talk, shit. We'll talk about it. But anytime there's a free demo, I'm all, I'm down to at least try it. So if it's free, yeah, put I'll it inside it. me. That's what I say. But yeah, the the people are hugely nostalgic for that music, and I think if you if it, oh, instead the they game, had man. like royalty free punk rock music playing in the background instead, people might not be nearly as into it. That's great news, honestly. I know, I'm stoked, and it looks people pretty fucking need, good. People needed something like that at a I, time like this. Bad Religion, Dead Kennedys, Melancholy, uh, which tells me you're going to be able to skate to No Cigar, which is like the, one of the best punk rock songs to come out. Um, uh, so, uh, apparently, no moshing crowd surfing will be allowed when concerts resume. Let's see how long that lasts, because this is exactly why people like... Uh, don't reform that they rebel that sounds like the kind of person that's never been in a mosh pit before it's like like fucking poser yeah (laughs) if i'm if i'm i'm gonna take it back like slc punk or like uh what's that movie kevin bacon uh 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 where people can't dance in the city footloose Footloose. (laughs) that one that's the way it's gonna be man that's gonna be footloose that's going to be the new Footloose right I there. I know I just talked about being a poser by not playing Tony Hawk, but I've been in some mosh pits before, and honestly, that's some of the funnest shit I've ever experienced. I crowd surfed. I'm too it. old to do that now. I, I run out of breath so quickly. I would. You ever been in a circle pit before? Um, Back in... Maybe. Yeah. I want to say no, but maybe I have. I've done that. Have you ever crowd surfed? I have not crowd surfed. Crowd I was surf- always afraid somebody would steal my wallet. A crowd, <laughs> a crowd surfed at an Azalea Dying concert in 2010. And How was, was that? One of the best days what of What happens life. whenever you get caught by the bouncers? They just send you around to the side and you got to go back of the... You go to the side and then you kind of work your way back. So. Oh, okay. It was kind of like the second song from the end. So I was, it was already like, it was like, okay, this is the song everybody moshes. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to crowd surf to the front. And then after that, they play like the last song and it was like, it was fine. But... Yeah, man, downward trajectory for that band, but we won't get into that. But <laughs> at the time, I was hyped. <laughs> oh, to be 20, 24, 25 again? I was uh, 19. Oh, like the Tegan and Sarah 18, song. 18? Almost 19. <laughs> I was 18 when that happened. So, man, that's yeah. been a long time. If they're in a downward spiral, man, they've been on it well, for it a while. 10 years ago, so yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, I want I want to tell you because I know this is your one of your favorite news. This is right up there with Pete Davidson. Uh, Friends oh, great, reunion special wait. is now aiming to film by oh, the end of summer. Fuck that unfunny show and fuck that goddamn. You gotta show. pivot, man. Oh, I hate <laughs> I hate everything about Friends. Did you watch I the whole the, season or series? I've seen it so many times. Have you? I don't I've watched like it. it. It's not funny. Half of the jokes in that show are "What if somebody thought I was gay." It's not funny. <laughs> they were like, the, before the show even starts, we know that Ross's uh, ex-wife has left him. And he's been married woman. multiple times. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and it was a running joke through that show. Like, oh, Ross's wife left him. 
for another woman. What a piece of shit for that woman to realize who she really was. Oh, I hate fucking hate friends. It's not funny. Well, not it's cool not, that I she no nostalgia for any of this. She married him and then she realized <laughs> that she was gay. Ugh, I hate it's not funny. I hate this show. I think it's garbage and no good. What do you think about it, Ryan? Do you excited to see the real? <laughs> I the mean, I again? don't hate it like you do, but I mean, it wasn't my favorite show. Definitely not my top I five. Just, it's not not my top funny 10 or enjoyable to watch. It's in my top fifteen. It. Oh, it's in your it's top, in my 15. top fifteen because okay. I heard that today. <laughs> okay, because I've only watched fifteen shows in my lifetime, <laughs> and it's definitely fourteenth. It's uh, not the worst one I've watched, but I'm not sure what's 15th. <laughs> um, Deadpool creator says the series has set sail. Um, they're saying that there's going to be no more uh, uh, Deadpool movies. He's, I'm, I'm kind of sad by that. I, I feel like he's helped. Uh, well, I feel like he's helped out a lot. Um, Star Wars episode one racer delayed again. Jake is sad. Uh, John Krasinski unites the office. <laughs> Uh, cast for a wedding party which is kind of fun uh, Super Mario animated movie I only posted this because I had no idea they were making an animated movie they were doing it with DreamWorks I think well that's on the way it's progressing well um, or so it says which is the, the Minion studio which again DreamWorks I guess they made the Minions and I guess they're making Mario so hey I like the Oh, I hate the minions. You hate the minions? I hate how they're... We can't even be friends now. I just, I don't like how it's every middle-aged mom's go-to meme format where it's just... Literally not, is my best friend's mom is all about them. Not a joke. And then a picture of the minions and it's like, oh... <laughs> Well, they, they, uh, I don't have enough. They're wine. bilingual. Some minions. <laughs> they're bilingual, man. Uh, um, Russell Crowe's in a movie called Unhinged. Kind of looks like uh, he's an angry driver and they cut him off and he gets upset about it. Um, F1 2020 coming July 10th, 2020, even though <laughs> ain't no races. Which is funny because I think that they are tentatively going to start their season on the 5th of July. So, Well, NASCAR is starting this weekend. Yes. Yeah, so Giddy up, buddy. I can't wait for them to do two races and then cancel the rest of their season because half of the field has coronavirus after that. But. I I think that everybody is just so ready to see like live sports or anything on on TV again, and that's that's what, what wrestling's for, man. Yeah, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, player. I love watching SmackDown in front of an empty an empty arena. It really There's that weird like Asian lady who does that thing where she moves her arms to the side. She's like, Woo! I don't know. I've seen her numerous times, and I've just can't really figure out why she does that with her arms. Well, I just, I feel like NASCAR is especially a, adapted to performing in front of empty arenas because they've been doing that for the last five or six years. Anyways. Damn dog. Well, I'm just saying, show me the old school races. I'll be down with that. Yeah. But give me that, Dale Jarrett. Give me <laughs> Dale Earnhardt. Give me Bobby Labonte, Terry Labonte. One of the best things about this lockdown is seeing companies and uh, these big sports leagues going like, Hey, you know what? We'll so we'll show you some throwback stuff I love just that to, shit. just to pass the time. And it that has been genuinely one of the most enjoyable things to wake up on a on a Saturday morning and be like, "Hey, here's a re, here's a rerun of an F1 race from 10 years ago." And be like, I've been hey, watching the NASCARs, baby. I love that shit. <laughs> um those cars definitely did not look aerodynamic. You know, back in the I day. have 
this is not a game I play every single year. I've bought it kind of every other year. I go, I bought 2010, 2012, 2014, and 2018, I think. So You're all, due. all across different systems. I think I got it on like, uh, I got it on the PC when I had a, a PC that could run it. A piece of shit. Then I, yeah, a piece of shit. And then I had the, a 360, then I got it on PS3, PS4. So, um, I, I love F1 games, even even the, the fact that it's just such a pure representation of what it feels like to sit in one of those cars and drive it. I love you that You can drive the old school cars, too. I love that shit, too. It's so much fun to get and be the like, oh, here's, sounds a 19, like the old score cards, here's a 1975 old Ferrari. And you're like, oh, my God, listen to the sound of this thing. And then you look at your lap time, and it's like 25 seconds slower than the current one. You're like... But that was so much fun. <laughs> That's how they did it. That's how Jackie Stewart would have done it. And it was, you're just sliding all over the place and it's like impossible to hold on to. And you can gotta, you race as James Hunt in his car? His car is in there. The 76 McLaren's in there, I think. I will take it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun though. Yeah. Can you bang I, the broads like you used to? There is not a version where you can do that. In uh, there is not. So it's not, it's not true to real life. Rush is a great movie also. That is a great movie. We should do that for the podcast, especially yeah. if there's nothing else on. <laughs> Scooby, Scooby-Doo is coming out. That's right, baby. Oh, New content. Thank God. <laughs> thank God Scoob is coming out. Um, so Predator, they have a video game. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be in there as Dutch. So that's another game that Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be in. I've got a, a plan, author. Um, he was in I'm Mortal sorry, Kombat as the Terminal. All right, the Terminator. The Terminal. The Terminal. Uh, <laughs> Unreal Engine 5. They're just kind of showing off how big the uh, dick of the PlayStation 5 is. Ooh, that dick's massive and veiny. Um, Doom Patrol Season 2. I never watched this. But I heard good things. Um, their season two's coming out June 25th. You know, we're all excited about the boys, though. Um, I am ready. I'm ready for some more of the boys. Me too, this man. summer, which is not that far away. Um, it's about to get hot. At, if you're looking at the weather forecast in North Carolina, that's tomorrow, apparently, this yeah. beginning and of And then summer. we're going to coast on up, baby. <laughs> Can't wait till it's summer for the next five months. Amen. <laughs> Switch my heat off, and all of a sudden, it's going to be 90 degrees. Don't touch that thermostat. For our overseas listeners, that's like 37 Celsius. What? <laughs> break it down for people. Um, Disney has set a new release date for the new mutants movie, which has been delayed and delayed and delayed. August 28th. I I think at this point, if, if we go back into our COVID that was bullshit, this is just going to release the digital. I think that was one of those inherited things from 20th century Fox. It was to release it. They have to. And I feel like like if this movie did great, they would not follow up on it. Kind of like the X-Men movie that dark Phoenix that we watched last year, where it was something they inherited and it was delayed several times and they had to release it. And it did really badly. (laughs) Maybe it was because it was a bad movie, but maybe it wasn't so bad. I don't know. It'll be, I think anything has the potential to be good or not be good, but the fact that this has been under wraps for so long and, kind of a can that Disney and Fox have kicked down the road doesn't make me feel super confident about it. <laughs> you shouldn't but be confident about it. When it comes out, we'll probably watch it. <laughs> but I mean, even if it was great, they're not going to follow up on it. No, almost certainly not. 
Almost so any sequel that would be it. coming out of that, that's yeah, not going anywhere. Take it in their own direction anyways. Well, Jake, that was the last of our, our shit. So now we can really hit them okay. with the prestige. Ryan, I just have one question to ask you. No, Are I you? do not shower often. Oh, that is good to know. Yes. The, the main question I wanted Every to ask. Every other day, to be honest. Was... Are you ready to watching rumble. closely? Are you ready to rumble? <laughs> I will murder somebody. <laughs> We're talking about in in today's topic, our main topic of the week, because again, global pandemic, there's nothing new coming out. This is a fantastic time to go back into the vault, kind of pull out some stuff that we always wanted to talk about, but didn't. This was your thing this week. This was my thing this week. So we've done like stuff like V for Vendetta. We've that done, was my thing. Back and we've did Spider-Man for the 18th anniversary. That was anniversary. nobody's thing. Yeah, that was nobody's that was thing. Nobody's and nobody thing. particularly enjoyed that. But The Prestige was one of those movies that I saw for the first time back in 2007, I think, in a friend's basement on a sleepover. Which is a weird thing. Which is a weird movie to watch. I think I yeah. Me, I was like two hours what, plus. Who's yeah, going two hours place? plus? And I watched this at like five thirty in the morning. Was when it began. You know that was one of those sleep. Middle you fell in love. Sleep, one of those sleepovers in middle schools. I said. I anyways. <laughs> I got tongue tied. That was one of those sleepovers when you would just you stay up for no fucking like, hey, reason. No, I'm going absolutely to just be watching not. this movie. The you whole just drank time. a bunch of Mountain Dew and you stayed up the entire night for no reason because your parents wouldn't let you. And occasionally you get to watch a movie that had a titty in it. There's no titties in this one, by the way, but still. Fantastic. And there's a lot of dick, though. A lot of dick. A, a huge amount of dick. There's like people get excited about the dick. Yeah. One of those Christopher Nolan movies that where you can really see his dick too. He lot of stunt doubles for the dicks. Um, but yeah, this was one of those. It's a weird thing to watch in a sleepover. But I was just like capped. I was about the only one awake at this point because you know everybody falls asleep. They just pass out on the floor. But this is one of those movies that I, I saw for the first time. I was absolutely hooked. And when I got to the end, I was like, oh my. God. OMG, hit it up, player. This was, I'm not trying to be funny. One of the reasons why. Well, you better stop. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to study film and film production when I went to college was because of this. So this is, I'm not trying to, to be super boring and super nerdy, but this was from the first time I saw it was one of the, my favorite movies I've ever seen. I was like, fuck Star Wars, fuck everything else. This is one of the best things I've ever watched. Some of the, you know, I have seen this movie, no joke, probably 25 to 30 times, but I haven't watched it in five or six years. And so the fact That's that sad. we're all locked down and there's not much new stuff coming out. This is the perfect opportunity to kind of go back and revisit one of these classics. You've seen this before. I have. Right. I knew what but the ending was going to be. You also hadn't seen it in a while, so that is correct. The fact that we're revisiting for this show is um, nostalgia, you know, kind, of, kind of nostalgic, but also kind of exciting for me because you went back and kind of ex- scrutinized this in a way that you haven't before. You showed up with the notebook. You showed up with a big thick notebook That's, again. Well, I only the took one page. The notebook's back, people. The it's notebook thick. is back. It's thick as ever, but man, it's juicy. I'm, I'm interested to see what you thought. So let's let's do some general impressions first, and then kind of 
break down the plot a little bit and well, then go into it a little bit after that. I knew what to expect. I knew what the ending you, was going to be. You've seen it before. <laughs> seen it before. N- needless to say, after I watched it, I was like, man, this was a great movie. This was a good watch. Because although the story is linear in the fact the way it's told, it's in some way, I mean, it goes back and <laughs> forth, but I mean, like, it's not it's, super hard to follow. It's not super hard to far, follow, but if you just picture it as a movie just going in a straight line, it doesn't do that. There's a lot more depth to it. I picture it more as a tree um, because there's a lot of these things that are going like left and right. A yeah, lot of like side right. story stuff that although is not talked about a lot, a lot. I mean, you, there's enough information out there to put your own input in there yeah. for your own mind. I understand what you're saying. There's a central thrust of the story going forward and you branch off. It's, oh, there's it tons, but it doesn't like mess still, up the story because you, you still can still follow. The, you still end up at the same point. Yeah. It's not, it's not, but super, you have to pay attention to know exactly what's happened. You, are you watching closely? Is anybody up? <laughs> um, so my wife and me watched this. She watched some of it, but not all of it. And she was lost. Um, basically there is Hugh Jackman. He is American. His name is Mr. Robert Angier. Angier, the great Dante. Or Danton. 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 Which may or not be a French name. We're just going to call him Dante. Uh, Dante. We'll call him Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah. I we'll call him remember. Jackman. I can't remember Robert Angier. Which, you know, is kind of a thing that he chides his, his wife in the movie for, where he's like, it's French, but after she unfortunately meets her untimely uh, end, what like, not did you die? He's he's like, I'm the great Danton now. So you know what? That's that's what I'm running with. That's what I'm gonna go with. So this man <laughs> goes by many names. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Christian Bale. He was in this movie as well, and I think his uh, performance was better than Hugh Jackman. He was my favorite actor in this movie. I agree. He definitely had a more varied range and he's definitely the character that you're supposed to be kind of actively rooting against to succeed because you're not quite sure what his deal is. He's like a wild dog. Yeah. You're not, you really don't know what he, he is a wild card in this. You don't know which way he's supposed to flip, but you're definitely supposed to be based on earlier events in the film. You're supposed to be kind of on the side of Hugh Jackman in this and Uh, the longer it goes on. Yeah. The longer it goes on, you're like, well, Fuck this guy, actually. <laughs> yep. Um, Christian Bell's character is Alfred Borden or Al Borlin from Home Improvement. Very close. <laughs> He's always wearing flannels, which I thought was really Yeah, place I did too. Like and he always like said, Heidi Ho. Yeah. And really like, saluted people. He was always trying to sell me a craftsman tool set. Which <laughs> yeah. I, thought- <laughs> I had a full face beard. Uh, a he marble. was always standing beside Pamela Anderson, which I thought was kind of completely inappropriate for yeah the time she period. wasn't even running yeah it was uh, just pale anderson but she hadn't had a shower in three she weeks. was in jorts though They're like hey it was 1899 yeah old girl can't wash catch uh, pneumonia um <laughs> john cutter was played by michael kane michael kane of course alfred one of the best actors honestly he everything he's in is just like He's just so convincing. I think he's mm, Austin Powers three gold member was not his best. Yeah, <laughs> was not his best. Anything he's in with Christopher Dolan is absolutely great. We'll see. We can that. just assume that they're going to sign him up. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Fallon was in this movie. We won't give any more information Mr. about who Mr. Mr. Fallon, Fallon was. Fallon. But 
It is not Jimmy. <laughs> um, we also have Julia, who's Angier's wife, or the great Don Danton, or she's Hugh Jackman. She dies. She's in this for about four minutes. And no, I gives her CPR. Yep. When CPR was invented, how was it not? Uh, My wife put in here, Megan wanted me to say this because obviously she wrote, Megan can hold her breath longer. They gave the girl like a minute to hold her breath. That is true. And then they they sent the oldest guy on the stage to go out there and crack open the... Because he wasn't a plant. He was part of the part of the stage production. Yeah, they should have gotten two but, yeah. people to hit back and forth, back and forth. One, 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 Maybe one. That, that would have been a little bit more uh, productive. Double time. <laughs> or you could give somebody CPR. Fuck. It was like 1895, maybe. In, yeah, it's in like the 18, 1890s. We know there's electricity, and that's really the only. Well, the, in one thing, it says 1899, but that was after this whole event, so. Um, so Alfred, uh, hooked old girl up with the, uh, the wrong knot that didn't, it wasn't a wet knot. It's right. So I think we should preface this at the start. They're magicians in London. Yes. In the early 18 or early to mid 1890s. I'm going to say they, late. Yeah. And they start, they start out there. They're beginning as sort of rival magician they work the for the for same person. Yeah, they're like stagehands, basically. They're working as plants in the audience and to where some of them have... Those are volunteers music. who yeah. are really just set up to yeah. know what's going on So, the you know, they, 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 a lot of the tricks are that, you know, Angier's wife is the lady that always goes in the box. She's the magician's assistant, but... She did, because nobody knows how to get yeah, her CPR. Angier's the guy who, like, you know, you know, helps her tie the knots, and Borden is the other guy who's just, you know, helping out, and he's also tying Real the knots. And wild dog. She's supposed to go in this tank of water. They put the, the, the sheet in front of her, or I guess it's more of a curtain, but... And she's supposed to get out in a certain amount of time. And, in a minute. Know, if she doesn't... Then we got to go break open that glass. Yeah, take the axe to that big giant glass cage. Well, guess what? Old girl done did. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the dividing point for our, our main characters. This entire movie is, is really about misdirection. And I feel like the way that it's like magic out of order, basically. And it's classic. It's classic Christopher Nolan thing to where like, hey, I want to tell a story that goes A, B, C. And he's like, no, no, no. We're going to start at C. And then we're going to go back to A for a little bit. We're going to B for a little bit. We're going to get some more of the A plot. Then some more of the B plot. Then we're going to rejoin the C plot like five minutes before the story concludes. And then let you make up your mind what exactly happened in between that. Speaking of ABC, (laughs) the A would be considered the pledge. The B would be considered the the turn. turn. And the C would be considered the prestige. (laughs) The prestige. Very good stuff. I... Struggle to like kind of like make light of this movie because there's there's definitely some silly stuff in it, but I think it's um, the wigs and shit like that yeah. where they're like, hey, and they always got picked whenever they were like, yeah, who needs a volunteer? Okay. That me. That's gonna be of, me. One of the biggest problems I have with this is that well, they had to do that for the of, movie to keep going. It, yeah, in order to further the plot, it makes sense. But in terms of a, they are quote-unquote master illusionist, but you can always tell who is Christian Bale and who is Hugh Jackman yes at and any no. point. <laughs> yes and no, because there was one character Christian Bale was that, that they I, never the, locked in on. They locked in on him like one time very early. When in you're a flashback. Like, oh. Where you could tell, but... Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, no, they definitely they definitely do a good job of hiding that particular character's personality, who may or may not be Christian Bale at the end. No, definitely, Mr. Fallon is Christian Bale. Yeah, we're good. It's we're his twin brother. Full spoilers for the rest of the Prestige if you haven't seen this, but it, it's even 2006, if we, it's a film from 14, 14 years, years ago. ago. If you haven't seen it, you know what? But it's really, been, really good. It's really good. And even if we spoil the ending for you, honestly, it's still enjoyable to superb. watch over again. It it's, actually influenced me to want to go watch that Christian Bale movie with Matt Damon about the Shelby. Oh, yeah. The Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, I would definitely it's, go see that at this point. We were going to see it maybe at one point for the show, but kind of didn't. And maybe there's something else that came out. There's probably something else that came out or came up, but I would it was be Adam's willing, family or something. Yeah, exactly. Something way better. They took precedent over it. I'd, I'd do it again, though. Yeah. It, but yeah, it's it's so well executed in the way that. Yeah, it's kind of a silly story and kind of a small scale story, because when I think about it, there's really about like six characters in this whole movie, just about. And a lot of those characters are played by the same actors because Mm -hmm. Christian Bale has that. uh, Can I just go ahead and say it? The twin brother. Yeah, Mr. Fallon. Yeah, the twin, the twin brother. So one is Alfred and we don't know the other guy's name, actually. One is Alfred. I guess they're both Alfred Borden technically, but we don't know what their individual names are, but they're twin brothers. Yeah. And then Hugh Jackman has the body double. Who's the other drunk guy. Yeah. He's the root. He's the drunk actor who he gets to, to help with his stage production. There's Michael Caine. Uh, There's uh, Sarah Borden, who is Borden's wife. Angier, uh, his, oh, no, no. his wife who dies early, and then Scarlett Johansson, Angelia. who's the stage assistant to Angier and Borden at the same time, basically. He's, she's the stage assistant for, to Angier for what it looks like, maybe three shows. Olivia? Before he, yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Before he like, sends her away, he's like, hey, I want you to go find her secret. Find a secret. Tell me what he's all about. <laughs> well, let me let me go through this. And you stop me whenever you want to talk about one of these things. And we'll divulge into it. So um, basically, we go back and forth between these two mu- magicians that they've uh, started out the same place. And then they've developed a rivalry. A professional uh, rivalry where they some, shoot each other. <laughs> yeah, it's not really professional. <laughs> Angier's, uh, Hugh Jackman's wife is killed by Christian Bell. Um, she gave him the okay to tie the knot and then she drowned. Um, obviously what knot did he tie who it depends on who was Alfred Borden that day. Really? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that is true. And I didn't think about that until just now. Um, Borden is shot performing the bullet catch trick. Uh, so Christian Bale is shot while performing a bullet catch trick by Hugh Jackman, which I like the way that he described that because he was like, Hey, I can, I'm going to start my own stage act. I can do a bullet catch. He's like, Hey, shoot me. She's like, I don't, I don't want to shoot you. He's like, no, nah, it's, it's totally safe. And he's like, ah, there we go. <laughs> so apparently the bullets never in the gun, but apparently it's apparent- already in his hand. But if you push it back far enough, but apparently when you invite people up from the audience, they can still stick stuff in the barrel of the gun so that when they fire it, there's still like gunpowder and a charge in there. So you can still like, sticks shit in there like rocks or a button or even an actual bullet which people still got killed doing that magic trick even though they had the original bullet in their hand the entire time (laughs) Um, and so after Angier's wife drowns to death and Alfred Borden can't remember which knot he tied uh, he shows up incognito and is very clearly Hugh Jackman with a little bit of facial hair (laughs) they're magicians but 
they're masters of disguise. They don't ever look at people's faces in this movie, which is and they always get pulled for like always always even at the very end at that last one even though that was a setup but yeah. he still got like clearly brought on stage at the same time where he's like oh come and inspect this machine you'll never he's like oh i've definitely got some facial hair and i've got a hat on why does he have something like bill clinton i don't know man i, I did not have sex with that woman yes you yeah. did sir yeah, you did you clearly did um uh, <laughs> but yeah so um during this whole scene it's pretty much they've, off. <laughs> they've broken off from uh the magician that they were both under jackman and bell and they're going out and doing their own magic at that point and that's kind of what's going on is they're just coming up from the come up they're in the early stages of everything alfred borden is i think the best represented to be the better magician because he has the better illusion but but we haven't made it there hugh jackman is the better showman yeah i think it's clearly represented so he goes to his show and Borden has this trick called the transported man. Oh no, we're not even there yet. Is that before or after he gets shot? I Christian Bale comes to <laughs> um, Hugh Jackman's show during the bird trick. Oh yeah, he fucks it up. And he sabotages it and he breaks. So they call for volunteers. Uh, Christian Bale goes up there and they don't know it's him and some lady. Well, there's like some kind of switch on the bird cage where you let the bird live and yeah. you kind of do it. Um, but Christian Bill pulls some kind of switch, breaks the lady's fingers and kills the bird. He crushes the cage. So there's like a little string on the bird's feet so that it's whisking the bird out. Of yeah, the he gets him out of there before it all comes down. Before that, they just crushed the cage and then they had a second bird. And kill like, the bird, man. Yeah, so it, that was something I kind of forgot about that rewatching this. I think for you and Olivia, who's watching with me, I was like, Oh yeah, I kind of forgot that they just like brutally yeah, murder an animal. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the transported man. Basically, um, Christian Bale is setting up for doing a trick, and early on, they saw like this Asian man who pretended to be um, a cripple, but maybe he wasn't cripple. And it's kind he of just like pretended some, the entire some, time he was in public. Yeah. Kind of like somebody with a twin brother who pretended they were singular, pretended they were the same person the entire thing. Yeah. And so that kind of was, was a foreshadow that completely. He's like, this is. He's like, no, this is the act. Yeah. He's pretending the entire time he's in public so it was all foreshadowed yeah the first time i watched that i was like i don't care about this old chinese man in this fishbowl i don't but care about that <laughs> but it, it came to be that um in uh michael kane's character was like yeah he's got a double right and he guessed it the first time he's like he's using a double and he's like no 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 for the transported man trick not for the chinese man trick. yeah he's I just, like no for he's like how does he do it he's like he uses a double he's like no this but he got so caught up in the magic of, he insists angier insists he's like the same man comes out of the box and that i think this was after he shot him because that was when scarlett johansson joined them he's like no she says no it's the same man. If you look closely, he wears padded gloves to hide his deformed hands. But if you look closely, you can tell. And so that's another twist to where it's like okay, the brother so cut off know, the other brother's yeah. fingers. Yeah, they were down you, for it. You know that Alfred Borden is missing two of his hand, two of his fingers on his hand. And so if you so wild. were able to, you know, see that and pay enough close attention, you would have been able to notice that. And you'd be like, no, it's the same exact person. 
But it was. It comes out the other side. But technically it was because it was all Christian Bale, who does not have... So, Doesn't a- have a twin brother in her life, but hey. Um, so Hugh Jackman steals a transported man trick with a double that they found. It was a drunk old actor. Who looked a lot like him. Yeah, Probably because um, he was played by was, Hugh Jackman as yes. well. Um, so, um, <laughs> I love that part. I loved when they meet him at the board. It's like, you want to hear a joke? He's like... And he just freaks out. <laughs> and he's like, what? Um, so then Hugh Jackman <laughs> sends uh, Scarlett Johansson to join Borden as his assistant to see how um, Christian Bale does his transported man trick. It becomes an obsession. It goes off the fucking deep end trying to figure out this guy. He's like, how the fuck does he fucking do Well, Scarlett Johansson double crosses Hugh Jackman and she... Uh, who she's in love with and she falls for Fallon or one of the one of the Alfred Bordens or yeah Christian Bales. The Christian Bales and um, she joins him um, and pretty much tells him like heads up and this is whenever everything kind of gets like what's going on here like what should I believe what shouldn't I believe because um, she's a cross lover at that point because she's really into Hugh Jackman but he sent her over just like you know yesterday's trash to go get um christian bell's secrets which, which was fucked up because she clearly had feelings for him and but it wasn't about that it was about the obsession to figure it, out the trick she had feelings for him but he did not give a shit <laughs> clearly because he was like hey why don't you go figure out what christian bell's up to over there you let me see your butthole and now she, i need you to go do something for yeah, me and she's like uh, okay <laughs> and then showed up and was like hey guess what uh, we got a drunk who looks like Hugh Jackman. Is probably also Hugh Jackman, uh, or is it? Or is it? Why don't you go? You know, I'm just gonna leave that here. I'm gonna plant that seed here. Do with that what you will. <laughs> um, so uh, she gives up the secrets to Hugh Jackman's tricks whenever he's sending her over to go talk to Christian Bill about his don't, tricks. Don't move the mattress under the stage. Yes. Uh, so during <laughs> um. The new transported man, which is basically um, Hugh Jackman stealing Christian Bell's trick with the double, uh, the cushion below the stage that dr- opens up, the stage opens up, and there's like a trap door, and he it, falls yeah. through, and he's always landed on a cushion. Mm-hmm. The cushion's missing, and then breaks his fucking leg, man. <laughs> he does, and on the other end, coming up through the bottom of the floor, um, to act like. Because that's where the double used to be. Supposed to be, yes. But now it's Christian Bell, and he goes up there and pretty much promotes his his thing going on. He just fucks his stage. He fucks his his trick up and he's like hey, he's got the double what? coming down here's a dad tied for up. my thing here's the drunk hugh jackman he's on the banner he's tied so. up and he's coming down that was a great really great just amount of fuckery in this that i thoroughly enjoyed the first time i watched it and honestly it goes back and any, forth quite a bit any subsequent time i was like oh man he really got him he got him good there <laughs> he really did that was one of the big ones um um so hugh jackman's like what's going on he goes up to olivia his old stage person um scarlett johansson and she gives him um christian bill's diary even though she's in love with christian bill but we find out that christian bill told her to give it to him and then we find out he can't read it either yeah because he needs a cipher Mm -hmm. um but they get the cipher because hugh jackman traps um, fallon fallon in a a box 
like a, and, and they bury buries him. them alive, and they use that as leverage to get Christian Bell's keyword for his diary. What's the keyword for his Tesla. diary? Tesla. Yep. <laughs> um, which he is said, no. I need the keyword and the method. And he said, "The key, my keyword is the method." Robert. Yeah, yeah that is accurate. My keyword is the method, Robert. <laughs> so um, the, um, <laughs> I cannot get over Jackman. his accent. His his real accent, I guess. But yeah, well, maybe not. He's uh, Australian. He's supposed to be English. I'm sure he had to doctor it up a little bit. Oh, Christian Bale's accent. Robert. Well, they're both English. Or not English. Uh, Australian, aren't Christian they? Christian Bale's English. Is he? Okay, Hugh so Hugh Jackman's Australian. 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 Well, Hugh Jackman, who's Australia playing the American. Like British Texas, but. <laughs> Pretty much. That's where criminals go live. Or had lived in the past. Um, so Hugh Jackman has to leave England, which is where this takes place, to America to go talk to David Bowie. Goes to who Colorado. is Tesla. Who goes to and Colorado, Andy Sarkis. Yes. Uh, one of the cool showed kind of early in this movie, but one of the coolest things that I love, I loved about this and I love geeking out and telling people about how this is a real, <laughs> real experiment where Tesla was experimenting with the wireless transmission of technology. And we see that because there's, he takes them out to a field full of light bulbs and then they all do the, the dark and the, the light, the light bulbs all light up. And that was Really cool and an actual experiment that happened. So, but did I, it really happen? Did he really pull that off? Uh, he, he did really pull that off. Uh, but uh, they he kind of got shut down because a lot of the power companies that were getting established at the time were like, We're not giving this away for free. <laughs> and so, that's how that's how that started, basically. Well, um, yeah, and I think it was a perfect fit to have David Bowie as the eccentric yeah mad scientist basically i I feel like that's probably fitting i feel like he's probably a nice or was a nicer person than oh yeah and i didn't something i didn't even grasp the first time i watched this like holy shit that's david bowie who the fuck is david bowie you had no idea 14 year old self when i watched this the first time but that was that was a great touch life together he's not in he's not in this much but i think he just brings a certain level of just polished to this just well you actually did a good job for a um, musician um, magician musician i'm all over the place pan's labyrinth too but (laughs) yeah and you know he's done a really good job for or he did a good job for somebody you would think that wouldn't do a good job i think he was just used to that sense of performing on a stage and he was theatrical very theatrical and over the top and used to performing as different characters and taking on the persona of someone like Nikola Tesla just seemed like kind of a natural fit for him. And, you know, he's great in this. And I love the, the interplay between the, the real life experiments and to where that a a magician shows up and asks him to build him a cloning machine, basically. And the fact that Tesla was like, I'm already working on it. Don't, don't even worry about it. And then he comes back and he's like, you know what? That top hat's not moving. Let me put a cat in here and, sh- and shoot some lightning bolts at that. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely not the like four different cats and a hundred hats outside of the house that we haven't I, bothered to look at. I put two cats and a million hats. <laughs> <laughs> that was the line that two I two cats I sh- and a million hats. <laughs> um, yep, that's that's it. <laughs> Which rhymed, and oh, I, I felt God. crafty you, about. I you should feel proud of that one for sure, <laughs> because it was true. And he's like, I keep checking his leave, and he's like, they're like, get your hat, and he's like, which one's my hat? And they're like, they're, they're all, all your hats. 
Well, you which one was moron. it rained on <laughs> or snowed on? <laughs> which one did two of the cats did not piss upon? <laughs> or even that? one cat. <laughs> one of them did. One of them didn't. But one of them definitely yes, did. On that one, one definitely did. I seen it in his well, eyes. I seen he, it. It happened. You uh, know, and we let it happen. We will make love in your car. <laughs> there will be a soup kitchen. We let it happen. So, you know, what? go ahead and pick which hat you think is yours. Um, <laughs> so after all that happens. Um, yeah. I love that part. <laughs> what were they piss and they make love in his hat? I love the. Uh, this is going backwards, but I love the dramatic David Bowie introduction to where he he goes up to the lab for like the second time because of course he's not going to just. Oh, walk he just up the stands there. Yeah. like oh, he just he's, stands there. He's like he's so angry. Yeah, and he's like I can't. I'm amazed, Andy Circus, by how many people you can't read the fucking sign. And he touches the gloves with the the <laughs> the rubber gloves. I wish he stomped his foot and just said, "I hate him." Hate him and Henry Winkler from the water boy David Bowie appears for the first time as Tesla he walks through this big shower sparks and he's like what up yeah it's like so over the top I just love well that's David Bowie for you I love that entrance that was that was really good stuff (laughs) Um, so as we said uh, Hugh Jackman does go off to see Tesla Um, I put psych uh, Christian Bell told uh, um, uh, Scarlett Johansson to give the diary because during the time he's in Colorado, he uh, he's reading through the notebook or the diary, which men keep diaries here. Yeah, exactly. This is a world where that happens. Um, the no keyword unlock snow tricks. Tesla unlocks snow tricks. He's um, paid him a lot of money to build a machine that he thinks that he's already built for Alfred Borden, but turns out. Nah, it didn't happen. <laughs> nah, player. Um, also, um, whenever, uh, so this machine that Hugh Jack was trying to get from David Bowie, um, doesn't and quite- since people come in, they burn down the place. Yeah. So this is, this ties in with some of the stuff that actually happened in real life where we had there to was make a, it a little honest, a rivalry between Edison and Tesla and Edison's men were just basically showing up and trying to sabotage Tesla at any point that they could. Which uh, was beat up, man. This is where they. Do you we remember that old silent that. film where they electrocuted the elephant? No, but I'm I'm familiar with it. You, he steps on the stand, and then they. Right. Uh, and yeah. so that was so Edison did a thing called his invention was direct current, which DC is not what we use. What's so that? and Ed and Tesla did AC, which is alternating current. Mm-hmm. And what we use now in modern times is alternating current. The reason Correct. that, but they believed it was more dangerous at the time because in direct current, you would have to build a power station about every four or five miles in order to carry electricity to different places. But um, alternating current, you could spread that out, but you could have a generator that was miles and miles away and then carry that power throughout, you know, power lines for long distances. But people believed it was unsafe and unstable. And that's why they made that film about the elephant, which was basically to be like, alternating current is bad. Look what it did to this elephant. And they just electrocuted a fucking elephant for no reason. No, they, it yeah. was a smear campaign. <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, not for no reason. They were clearly, there was an agenda. They'd be like, this is unsafe. Well, you know, not 10 years after that, they're like, okay, we can't build a power station every five miles in order to give the city electricity. Yeah, dumb so. fucker. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was so stuff like that was definitely happening and, and going on. So it would make perfect sense that Thomas Edison's men would show up and destroy everything that 
that that would that was going on that there, makes so. people happy yeah <laughs> so that that was a, a flashback to something that would have would have really happened and and kind of fit in with the whole the whole tone of this but um you know after colorado it's kind of when things kind of accelerate especially on angier's side he shows up he's back in london he's like hey guess what michael kane you put a playing card under my beer i'm gonna put a playing card under your beer so we can meet up we can meet up show up to this abandoned theater and call this old british guy and another old british guy be like look at this magic trick that was that was my man (laughs) That was Gil Chesterton from <laughs> Frasier. Um, so basically, the trick is kind of to get um, Fallon teleports Christian Bell's <laughs> uh, attention with the Tesla trick. The new the transported man. The new new. I loved how petty they were, where they just added new or better onto each other's tricks. And we we're like, no, this is the better transported man. <laughs> like, no, this is the way better transported band look at this shit you know what mine's better mine's the <laughs> new new so the, fucking, they were so petty i loved it well you had i mean it, what was the entertainment for back then you know like i mean what were people watching like they and, hated comedians that one guy was like i'm call. i don't want to do it but i'm calling a comedian and you know i hate comedians john well you know it blew my <laughs> mind because i'm thinking like in the 1900s okay how long was it before the pilgrims and like they were burning people for doing like like 200 witch hunts 300 and years but yeah i see your point <laughs> yeah it makes no sense that's my point that's where that i was- leave off go ahead continue <laughs> you you've left me alone silently second, please pick up the second and you talk saw to somebody pick your card you're like they're witch <laughs> Burn, burn this motherfucker burn down burn I, my burn. foot's got an itch i told you burn the whole theater kill that man <laughs> burn the whole theater down seems right <laughs> um so they get his attention but there's some issue here because the two nights in a row they so see he, it yeah he lets them know he's like hey i don't want you backstage on this Michael Caine. Hugh Jackman tells Michael Caine, I don't want you you any more than you need to be. We're going to play this one. What? Close Close to to the the chest. chest. Like he did in Batman. And so what's what's he tell him? He's like, hey. Get out of here, bitch. (laughs) Hey, I told you. Get out of here. Don't worry about these big old containers of water. Um, What's actually happening is that the the person, the machine that Tesla built for him is a cloning machine. Oh, Jacob. Which they've calibrated to basically duplicate Hugh Jackman. The problem is that when Hugh Jackman steps into it, he's never sure if he's going to be the guy who comes out the other side or the guy who is going to descend through a trap door and drown. Which I didn't understand. (laughs) Which I didn't understand. I think it was just because I think that they they hadn't finished that machine yet. They clearly that was kind of the rush at the end where it was like they knew it worked, but they weren't quite sure which who was, who? was him. So that was kind of alluding to. So he may have all died your, already. They're all your hats. So it was like every single one was a perfect copy of them, but they hadn't calibrated it to figure out. How, how far I away? I am going to be the one who always comes out the other side, and the clone is always the one that drops down. And apparently, that wasn't always the case to where he's cloned himself like 30 times, but every time he gets in that machine, to then do why that would trick, you set it up that way? Because 
there can only be one of them. So even so you would sacrifice your life for one. He's lost his fucking mind at this point. Clearly, fair enough. So where but he's still, like, I'm just look, trying to get a damn I answer. I don't know if I'm the clone or not, but apparently, every single clone of me has the exact same memory and life experiences that I do. And also, I can put on a fake mustache and be or Lord to shoot you with a gun. I, can, I could be Lord Codlow. I, I could be. We'll get I could there. be. I could be whatever. Let me but, read my notes. Um, so they get the attention of Fallon or Christian Bell. Well, Who's in jail? Chris, well, not at this point because Christian Bell goes to it and sees it, We're ten- and, and he talks to his if Mr. Fallon, his brother. And he's like, of- "We can't go back to it. We're just gonna let it go." Yeah. We're sort of telling the story, unfolding it in a linear fashion, so you see what's happening as you go. But it's told out of order. You have to, you have to really go it, see it because it's it, great. It is, it is great. Um, so um, Fallon, or the Christian Bell brother, goes and goes anyway. Yeah. So he whenever he it happens, listen. he goes listen. inspects it because the uh, puts the on Tesla his fake machine. beard. <laughs> yeah, and then runs backstage and pulls off his beard in front of like a stage hand. It's like I'm part of the trick. I'm goes, part of the bloody act, you fool. Yeah, and goes downstairs. Guys, like I'm blind. I I'm fucking blind over here. Who's oh, so that? All oh, that weird stage hand that yeah, was downstairs. It was like, hey, I'm blind. He didn't say anything. Here. He just looked at him. He looked at him, but he didn't really look at him. He just kind of he glanced toward him. him, but he can't see him. But um, so. Hugh Jackman's clone drops down into this uh, the, the magic water container thing where his wife died. Uh, Hugh Jackman's wife died in the beginning and um, they pretty much frame Christian Bill. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> so there's a diary that um, Christian Bale gets a hold of. That's Hugh Jackman's. And basically it reads because Hugh. We don't know this, but a, a lord, a certain Lord Codlow wants to buy a bunch of Christian Bale's tricks. He also wants to adopt Christian Bale's daughter, Jessica or Jess. So she doesn't. Yeah, Jess. So she doesn't have to go to the workhouses. And that was one of the big main reasons why he gave him. That was that at the beginning of the show. movie, yeah. too. At the show, as a show of faith, he's like, hey, here's my tricks. Hey, here's here's a. Um, but he didn't give it the prestige at yeah. first. No, he didn't. He didn't. So he was like, hey, here's the first two parts. I'm not going to tell you about the prestige. I'll tell you about that later. He's like, anyways, here's Robert Andrews' diary. Lord Carlo just collects all this shit. We don't know why he has it, but you know, he's a we fan, of, the fuck he's a fan of magic. Is. He wants your daughter, but you know what? He's got this guy's diary. Uh, here you go. Why don't you go ahead and read that? <laughs> Boom. And that's kind of like one of the framing devices for, for all of this. And and we find out that Hugh Jackman's like, hey, rotten hell, you bitch. You big, I hope you die in prison, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so we learn that um, Hugh Jackman is Lord Codlow. Because Michael Caine doesn't even know to, himself. Yeah, he talks. Yeah, he doesn't even know. He doesn't fucking know. He talks to the judge and he's like, the judge is like, hey. He wants to destroy the Tesla. Yeah, he's like, get rid of this fucking thing. And Machine. the judge is like, well, you know, I can't. I can't tell you not to do it, but if you show up to Lord Cardlow's house, I can't, I can't tell you, you know, whatever. So he does. He, he shows, shows up, up there. He tells him to Hugh fuck Jack off, man. basically. And he's like, oh, no, didn't really make sense. fuck off. This didn't make sense to me because I was like, he's like, I've been Lord Cardlow the whole time. Well, if you've been rich the whole time, then why don't you just. I, because I think there was a throwaway line in the very beginning of the movie where he's talking to his wife uh-huh. and he says something about. I've been living a lie or something about he's talking. They're talking about the Chinese magician. He says, 
Uh, well, you said he would be honest about himself. A, yeah, I'm being honest and living an illusion. And she says, I don't think changing your name is quite the same as living a lie or living. But we illusion. thought it was for the Danton thing. Yeah. We, he's like, so apparently the entire time he's been from this rich British family and he's been pretending to be a poor American man of a different name. Because apparently he doesn't want to embarrass his family or whatever. Anyways. So they both kind of have the same thing going on. They just approach it differently. Completely differently. Yes. Um, They're both living, pretending to be people they're not the entire movie. Which is kind of the ultimate illusion, don't you think, right? Yes. That's my life day in, day out. Um, Ultimately, Michael Caine strikes a deal with um, Christian Bell. And he's like, yeah, I'll get your daughter and I'll give you Hugh Jackman. Uh, Christian Bell walks into Hugh Jackman's um, theater and kills him. And we find out and all the twists and turns. It's about 10 minutes where they explain the rest of the plot. Yeah, they talk if for you, a while after my man's shot and bleeding. That was always the point of this movie where I was like, even if you're confused throughout, they go out. This movie really does go out of its way to explain itself at the very end, just to make sure you understand everything that's gone on, basically. Which is kind of a nice thing. Like, <laughs> I don't love you every day. Why? Because he's a twin. Yeah. Um, also, um, Christian Bell's wife hung herself, the baby mama. Yeah, she did. And she the other brother's did. into Olivia, who was Scarlett Johansson. So so basically, the guy, the Christian Bell that lived was the girl's baby actual mama. father. The baby mama. The or the baby daddy. hung was... Fallon sometimes was also Christian Bale, Alfred Borden sometimes, and who celebrated not dying that day. And whenever he shows up drunk, right? he's like, "Yeah, I'm celebrating some things." I he's like, "I thought she of a new magic trick where I bury myself alive," <laughs> which is kind of true. Uh, good stuff. But this movie's great, far better than we can describe. There's some problems with it. I don't. Where she hangs hangs herself. I was just like, I was wow. like that was an overreaction. I well, think. maybe she he she asked for the truth. He gave her the truth about the bullet trick in the beginning. So I think he told her the truth about him and Fallon. Yes and no. That can be assumed. But it's it seems like he said I, he didn't love her she, that day. She could have been in on the trick though. I think that. But he, he played could, it so close to the chest, man. He played a Batman style. I don't know, man. I think that he, oh, he could have been like, hey, that. guess what? This guy, he's actually my brother. Um, it turns out. You have a brother-in-law. Got, turns out I got, yeah, your brother-in-law. He's probably had sex with you at some point. Possibly. Uh, got shot in the hand. I got shot in the hand or he got shot in the hand. Either way, one of us had to chop off our other fingers. <laughs> so we look the same. So we look the same. Uh, All in the name of magic. Listen up. I'm probably the kid's father, and I really like you, so maybe we can just be cool with this. Don't tell anybody about it. Yeah, maybe we could turn it into a threesome. I where don't. He can wear the wig, <laughs> and like then you wear the wig, and then like, I'll wear the wig. It's like having sex with me twice, really, so you, you, we're, all Enjoy. Winners. we're all winners here. If you like what you see, you get it twice. See. Double mint gum. I think that he could have just told her about that and they, she could have, they could have lived a happier life. She maybe. didn't ask him until the end. And I feel like he found it. Obviously that wasn't Convenient. the one that was in love with maybe. Him, with her. So maybe he could have lied, but I just feel like they wanted to tell the truth. I don't know. Thematically it makes sense. And I think it makes for a more compelling story. But if this were real life, I just would be like, I got a twin brother. Okay. 
Yeah. You know, that trick when Don't you tell were like, anybody. hey, or I'll murder you. You think that locks it up to keep me out? Guess what? My brother's already broken your <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah, which so. was crazy. It's like <laughs> milk or tea. And she's like, oh, she's like, I don't think the landlord would like that. And he's like, okay. And he's like, guess what? My brother broke in the window. So, <laughs> which was, that was weird. <laughs> which was great the first time you watched it. And you're like, this that dude is a great magician. You <laughs> should see him in bed. He's done before you even finish. He's walking. He's walking out the door the same time. He's walking <laughs> in. He already knows he's the daddy. It's it's that that's the main thing that like if you really start to think about it, it's like they could have just told her like and she could have not died and he could that way the brother could have been in on the act but he could have also but had his own separate you had life, maybe. to keep it secret the whole time i don't, I don't know i i think that it could he only admitted it to a dying man a few it is true but a few people could have been in on it and i think they could have probably kept their mouths shut michael kane hadn't been on it he wasn't he was so shocked he was like we hadn't been. I don't know what you've done, but you're not afraid. Actually, that was Christian Bale said that. You're not afraid to get your hands dirty anymore. Are you? Yeah, they're all talking about getting dirty. They're all talking about getting dirty. You're not afraid to kill a fucking bird anymore, are you, Robert? Robert, you, you cloned yourself with a, a bunch, W. You cloned yourself a bunch of times. Which didn't you? He shot probably. Which we find out that Hugh Jackman's more of a killer than Christian Bale because he's killed like twenty people that were all of him himself basically. And at the end, he's the last thing twenty is times like a, basically a, a drowned, a drowned. Um, the last shot in this movie, Hugh Jackman, and then the credits roll in a very weird song which doesn't fit at all in the time period or tone of this movie. I just know in the credits roll, I was like. What the fuck is this fucking song that's playing over the top of this? this I wish I paid attention. It doesn't fit at all. It was Wobbit. weird. But yeah, you know, the cam the last shot of this movie, the camera pans out, and what is it? It's a big hall of a bunch of Hugh Jackman clones and tanks, and then they set the theater on fire, and then the movie movie's over. <laughs> it's over after that. Well, I mean, those bodies, I mean, the skeletons would still be there. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just gonna say. Hey, hey, hey. Um, uh, overall, I'd say this movie is probably a 9 out of 10 for me. This is a, nine, a 9 or nine. 10 out of 10. That Honestly, I, I haven't seen this in a while, but I've seen it 25 or 30 times, and it's still just as good as I remember it. Christopher Nolan's There's pretty good at uh, pretty director. Good director. He's got that uh, movie coming out with Denzel's kid. Tenet. Yes. Tenet. We don't... Aren't sure how it's pronounced. We don't know when it's going to come out. It doesn't matter. It probably will be out in July or not July. Who knows? If it comes out in July, old boy is going to go see it. Just like whenever we hit phase two, May 22nd, brother, (laughs) your boy is going to go get some eggs Benedict with salmon in it from the famous toastery coffee and drink it by my lonesome by the window and just enjoy the solace. But yeah, I, I'm genuinely you know, happy and excited we did this. If you if you guys enjoy this, I know there's not a lot of new stuff coming out. We are more than Scooby's happy to, coming out next week. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna watch Scooby. We're more than happy to go back into the vault and talk about some old classics because I think some of them are are great and underappreciated. And again, like this one, this was great. I think we both really enjoyed it, and we had I've really had a fun time talking about it and I've, Olivia had never seen it and that, that was a great time showing showing her for the first time being like hey you know, I'm a big old film nerd I don't talk about it as much as I used to but <laughs> you know what this is definitely one of my favorite movies and it was a great for, movie for good, good choice reason, Jacob for good reason 
So anything else you want to say about uh, Christopher Nolan? Christian Bale was the best part of this movie. The, um, the directing the story was great. I'm looking forward to Christopher Nolan movies. I wasn't really so much into that one movie that was like where Tom Hardy was flying the plane and Harry Styles was into it. Uh, everything else Dunkirk. has been good Dunkirk was yeah. not great Inter- I loved Interstellar I liked Memento was good yeah Memento was good um, the Dark Knight trilogy amazing, amazing. Uh, except for the third one uh, okay the Dark Knight two thirds of it was great <laughs> uh, Inception I quite enjoyed own it yep it was yep. good pretty good movie so yeah we're taking the controversial take of saying that Christopher Nolan is a pretty good film director. Well, that is controversial. I think it's just fact. We've really stepped out on a limb there with our opinions. So there's no limb here. Go ahead and attack us for That's it, a internet. Thick, <laughs> a thick branch. Thick with two C's. Oh, this is one of my thick. favorite movies. I've had a, I've had a good time talking about it. If anybody else has seen this or any other Christian Christopher Nolan movies you want to talk about. I'm more than happy to to nerd out with you. So Jake will get there with you. I I love it. I genuinely enjoyed it. And if you want to hear us do more stuff like this, I'm happy to do it. It, it, Does anybody ever said anything to us? We get it. We get a little correspondence. I'd love to to get some more though. I would genuinely like one of the, best things i think about podcasting is especially for for this show i know we make a, like a lot of jokes but i think that we do a lot of the st- everything we say is completely serious all the time yes thank you a lot of the stuff we talk about we are we typically don't talk about crap that we don't want to discuss especially when we get to our main topics of the week so that usually the stuff that in our main our main part of the episode is stuff that we generally want to watch uh, whether it turns out good or bad, I think we come in with the expectation that we want to watch it and we want to engage with it. And that's kind of what we want to talk about on this podcast is stuff that we want to watch and, and engage with, whether it's good or bad, um, and expose that to a, lo- a larger audience. So whether you agree with us or disagree with us, you know, I, we're open to that dialogue. And I think it's, you know, opening yourselves up to the opinion of the Internet is sometimes a bad idea, but I'm not I'm not super, super scared about it because I know that I believe certain things for a certain reason and I like certain things for a certain reason. And that's part of one of the fun things about podcasting. And one of the things that I enjoy about us is that we really do try and give a lot of things uh, a lot of rope sometimes i mean we watched that men in black movie that was absolutely terrible but we really tried to give it a shot didn't we somebody literally mentioned that today at work that said <laughs> that last men in black movie was terrible and i was like fuck yeah it was, yeah, it was awful by the way i just want to but point we tried out, <laughs> point out that christopher nolan is not even 50 yet. he's 49 he'll be 50 this year not even as old as my dad <laughs> and like when Batman Begins came out, he he got the ability to direct that movie. Yeah. And that was like he 15 years like ago. Memento and about nothing Insomnia else. Insomnia and the following. But I'd like to point out that he was probably like 32. He had to been in his early 30s whenever he found out he got the ability to do this movie to be able to direct it. Yeah. And it just blows my mind that somebody who is about my age right now it did so much more with their life than i did i also had to i'm here podcasting with you fair enough <laughs> i mean no no offense but 
what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, he's got a he's got a brother and a collaborator at the same time, Jonathan Nolan. They're not twins, but they definitely they they're related. Write, they write and collaborate in a lot of projects. And I think that this is in particular one of those movies that was kind of a a passion piece of theirs where they really wanted to focus on two brothers and their professional um relationship, which I think is kind of a kind of a cool thing and a cool insight into their into the way that they work together. So yeah. Anything, anything else you want to say about the prestige, right? Um, it was great. You, everybody show. should see it. That's all I can say. I, I, I don't think we've done it justice here talking about it I, as I opposed to actually seeing it. I look forward to doing our next episode. Was that going to be 75? 75. Yeah. Only 26 more episodes. There Jake. we go. <laughs> If you haven't seen The Prestige, watch it. If you've seen it and you know somebody that hasn't watched it. Give me five stars, bitch. Watch it with them. Let us know what the experience was. I love, I love the ending of this movie. It's, it's great. Um, So if you want to share the show uh, with a friend, please do. If you want to leave us five stars on iTunes, uh, please do that as well. Um, But we appreciate you listening and we appreciate you listening to us ramble a little bit. But, you know, this was fun. I had a fun time with it and we hope you did, too. So as we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate. Hey, yo, nighty night. Until next time, folks. Nighty night. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.